Hey, y'all. Welcome to Latte and Laundry. I'm Suzanne Bilodeau, and I am so honored to be with you here as we navigate motherhood, wifehood, sisterhood, and everything in between. This is a podcast for my fellow imperfect people who want to grow in greater communion with our most perfect God. So join me and my friends as we laugh, cry, dive deep, and explore with one another as we journey towards stilling our souls while moving our world. Hey, friends. Okay, I'm trying something new here because I absolutely love um, recording and being here with you. And one of the things that my cousin and I did for years was weekly Bible study where we would do Alexio Divina on the upcoming Sunday gospel and we would do it early in the week and it was really good for my soul because it allowed me time to really reflect and pray through the upcoming Sunday gospel especially in my season of life where quite frankly when I'm at mass I am unable to pay attention to um, the homily I'm often pulled out of the um the, the church in order to tend to a fussy baby or a diaper that needs to be changed or a kid that needs to get go to the bathroom or whatever it is. And I have a hard time focusing my heart and my prayers and my attention on God himself in the midst of the mayhem. And I know he's in it with me and he's in it with all of us. For any of my listeners who are in a similar season who find themselves in mass, um, not being able to actually feel like they get any consolation out of mass itself, but just is attends in the obedience of knowing the gift of the sacrament, the gift and the graces we receive by receiving Jesus in the Eucharist. Um, and, and God sees this and God knows this, but I desire to get more out of the Sunday gospel. I desire to come closer to him and in his living word. And although I, I read plenty of books and I, and I go through the Bible myself, giving myself the time to reflect on the upcoming Sunday gospel really was um, fruitful for my heart. And then I would have gl- little moments when the priest is giving his homily where I'd be like, yes, 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 because my heart has already been attuned to this. But I've been in a harder season the last few years with my both my fifth and sixth born were, were relatively difficult compared to my other my other babies. So I haven't had any consistency in the last couple of years of this Bible study. Um, and I and I desire it and I seek it. And I know some of my other mom friends do too. And so for my own uh, benefit and, and for us to do together, I decided I want to try on the occasion when I can. And if it can become something consistent, then great to add in an episode where I am reflecting upon um, one of the Sunday Gospels of the month. And for this month, it, I've really been praying through um, this gospel of um, date of January 22nd, this upcoming Sunday's gospel, um, which is the Bible verses Matthew 4, 12 through 23. So what I'm going to do is if you're patient, I'm going to read through the gospel and then discuss it with you guys. <laughs> And again, this is where like I have so many dreams. Maybe someday we'll be able to get um, like a Zoom going where we can do these these Bible studies actually together in in conversation and reflect together because I feel like it's so good to hear what everybody is receiving and hearing the Lord say to them through the scripture. But for now, until I can get my life in order where I can, I can actually do that with some consistency and not always have to cancel or reschedule or change plans because of a baby or whatever the needs are of our family. I'm just going to start with this as a way in which um, I can bring these gospels um, 
to the forefront of my own heart and my mind as well as for you guys and um, just see where the Lord takes it and see what he desires to do with it in the future. Um, so I'll open us up with our, our Bible verse, which is the Sunday gospel. Um, and then we'll dive in. Okay. Which Matthew four twelve through 23. When Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew to Galilee. He left Nazareth and went to live in Capernaum by the sea in the region of Zebulun and Naphtali, that what had been said through the Isaiah, the prophet might be fulfilled. Land of Zebulon and land of Naphtali, the way to the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people who sit in darkness have seen a great light. On those dwelling in a land overshadowed by death, light has arisen. From that time on, Jesus began to preach and say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. As he was walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and his brother Andrew casting a net into the sea. They were fishermen. He said to them, Come after me, and I will make you fishers of men. At once they left their nets and followed him. He walked along from there and saw two other brothers, James the son of Zebedee and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father Zebedee mending their nets. He called them and immediately they left their boat and their father and followed him. He went around all of, the, all of Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and curing every disease and illness among the people. And now the way that Lexio Divina typically works is that you read through the gospel a few times and pray through it and see what words stand out to you, where the Lord is speaking to you in your, in your heart. And you pray and reflect and you, and you really go deep into that one place in which God is leading your heart. And this is not a lesson on Lexio Divina. We could do a whole other episode on that. But just to give you a sense of the way in which I was praying through this to see what it was that stood out to me. Um, and for my listeners, I would, I would encourage you to pray through the Sunday gospel yourself ahead of time and really pray through it, reread it, reread it, and reread it until it is very clear in where, where the Lord is speaking to your soul, where he has invited you into this scripture so that he can speak truths into your heart. Now, I've heard this gospel over the years, as I'm sure all of you have many, many a times. And I always thought it was a, you know, when I, when I hear things in passing without giving it a true good, deep reflection. I just hear it as another story. Okay. This is the story about how Jesus got some of his first disciples. They were fishermen. All right. Awesome. Put that down in the, in the books as something to know a knowledge point. But I think there's stuff in here that is so much greater than simply learning how Jesus called his first disciples. The word, the living word, the gospels want to teach us so much greater. If only we look. But as I was praying through this, one of the first things that popped out to me, and as I continue to pray through it, is the clearly the message in which the Lord is trying to, to bring to life is this, this idea of these, these few words, the words at once and immediately. Jesus is here calling Peter and his brother Andrew, fishermen, come after me and I'll make you fishers of men. Of men. It did not say that Peter and Andrew slowly, you know, tended to their nets, finished fishing for the day, said, Jesus, we'll catch you up for an afternoon coffee later and we'll chat about possibly following you. No, it said at once they left, right? Same for James and, and John. They were in their boat and he called them and immediately they left their boat. This, my friends, I think is a message of pure and 
utter extraordinary example of obedience. If you think about it, for a career fisherman, these men, their nets represent their entire livelihood. Every catch of the day equates to compensation for all their hard work and efforts. Any missed opportunity to fill the net might mean losing out on what would have been much needed income in that day. So when we think of how Simon and Andrew, the first disciples of Jesus, were called dropping their nets immediately. We must see this as an action for what it is, and that is an extreme example of perfect obedience. And you guys, I do not follow the Lord with perfect obedience in the instant he calls. And have you been in this before? Have you been in the place where you hear God calling on your heart? You hear a little a little nudge from the Holy Spirit and you kind of muffle it and and not 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 now, God, okay, okay. And you and you and you hurry along until he kind of puts that little whisper into your soul again, that little heartstring pull, that nudge on your heart until it's over and over again where you cannot ignore it. What if we were like Simon and, and um, Andrew? What if we were like Peter and, and his brother? What if we were like John and James? What if we responded immediately and obediently? Now, I'm not saying <laughs> that means that every time we, we think something might be an inspiration, we hastily move about because there is a real truth to the discernment process of knowing that something is of God that is an inspiration and a calling of him. But what about the simple calling to follow in his footsteps, to live by his example, to love as he loved, to be merciful as he was merciful, to obey. Even God himself said, give to Caesar what is Caesar's, right? He even came and lived under the example of obedience. He lived for 30 years in the quietness of his life at home with Mary and Joseph, and the quietness that we do not know what his days and his years and his months and all of his time looked like because he was simply living in the obedience under the authority of his mother and father, right? And um, do we do this? Do we, do we follow him? Do we follow him when he calls us to follow him? A lot of times I think we, we hold back a lot of parts of us in, in following Jesus fully and, without aban- and with abandon, Right? And St. John Paul II says, do not be afraid to be saints. Guys, he says, follow Jesus Christ, who is the source of freedom and light. Be open to the Lord so that he may lighten all your ways. Right? And so he is asking us to follow him, just as he asked the first apostles. We are no different, my friends. He doesn't say, okay, you guys come follow me and the rest of us, well, you can kind of follow me when you feel like it or or, feel, or follow me fully when you desire or when it's convenient for you. He is calling us to follow him now. And we will not do it perfectly. And we know that Peter and Andrew did not do it perfectly, right? But he asks us for that obedience and he will do the rest. St. John of the Cross, who has become one of my favorite saints, a little spiritual father, I, I have found him to be for my heart and my soul, says God wants from us the least degree of obedience and submission rather than all the works we desire to offer him. So I think about this in our in my vocation as mother right now. He has led me to this place and he has blessed me with the honor and the privilege of being part of his plans for my children. I am part of what is the heart shaper, the life breather in these little souls. This is where he has me. And 
and washing that dish and folding that laundry and changing that diaper and wiping that tear and not being able to go out and and do some of the things I would like to do for myself and for my own ways, sometimes in pure obedience to loving the child, children that he has given me, it can be greater than all the ministerial work that he might have me do. I can't tell you guys the dreams I've had on my heart over the years of ways in which I can serve the Lord. And yet there's a quiet whisper in my soul that says, my sweet daughter, it is here right now, right in this way. And to these little hands and these little feet, to those precious eyes and that glorious soul that I'm asking you to serve. And there's a freedom in that obedience. And God delights in your obedience. That doesn't mean don't work, don't dream, don't do things outside of your children, outside of your vocation as mother, outside of your vocation as wife. But it's saying there's a submission and a surrender to being obedient and to the calling that God has placed upon our hearts in this moment here and now. Regardless of that looks like if you're a stay-at-home mom, a working mom, or a woman who desires children and has not yet been given that been given them. He desires that we become obedient to what he has laid out in front of us right here and right now. And this helps us to surrender our own will in order that it would adhere to his will. And that obedience doesn't even always look like um, just serving your children or your husband or your, or your friends or your loved ones or your boss or whatever. It can be obedience to, quite frankly, literally the little circumstance, the little situation, the minute by minute stuff that our Lord has allowed, whether actively in his will or passively in his will, to um, take place in your life. It's an obedience to your circumstances. It's an obedience and a surrender to following God. He's the perfect father. If he allowed your day to go amok, quite frankly, if you're a mom, you know most of your days, frequently a lot of your days. And if you're a mom, if you're a mom like many of my listeners are, then you're quite aware that living out your vocation as mom, your days and your circumstances often look nothing like what you had planned them to be or um, turn out as your days were hoped to to turn out like. And yet God, (laughs) as the perfect father, he allowed that. Whether it was his passive will or active will, he allowed your day to transpire like that. And are you going to fight? Are you going to fight against it? Or are you going to be like these disciples, these apostles? And are you going to at once immediately follow? Follow with a surrender, a submission, and a peace. All right, God? That toilet overflowed. There is disgustiness all over my floor there's a baby fussing there's a teenager um, upset about something wanted to talk to you you can feel as if this is not how your day is supposed to go and I'm not saying that's a great day my friends I'm not saying that's a great few moments I'm, I'm not saying that's a desirable plan of your time and yet God allowed all that to take place so are we going to get flustered are we going to fight it I am so weak in this area, my friends. I am so weak and I wish I was so much better. But are we going to follow immediately? And that might be following obediently to the circumstances that are coming out right in front of us. And so that's my desire. My desire is to follow obediently, immediately, without question, without anxiety, and with a freedom only God can provide. And um, I think about one of the greatest... One of the most difficult ways 
in which I think we struggle with this obedience to God and this following him perfectly, which, like I said, it will never be perfect because we will um, continue to be sinful, frail, weak humans. And yet he delights in us. He delights in our goodwill to continue to turn back to him and to try to be obedient. But one of the greatest obstacles, I think, of being able to be obedient is we miss a key part of this gospel. We miss a key component of this frequently, which is what it says that Peter and Andrew did. After it said at once they left, at once they left their nets and followed him. They did not say at once. They scooped up their nets, dropped them in a sack, and carried them to go follow Jesus. It said they left their nets. And the same thing with John, John and James, right? Immediately, they left both their boat and their father and followed him. I think too frequently we are hanging on to things that keep us from following God freely. Whether it's our love of stuff, our love of self, our pride, our ego, our insecurities. We hang on to things so tightly that it becomes an obstacle to being able to follow God freely. I know it's something that I've struggled with myself. I have a lot of things within my soul that I have been tightly wound up over the years that have really kept a barrier to me being able to freely and wholly follow Christ. But I desire, I desire to leave that net behind. I desire to leave my boat, to leave the Father. I mean, guys, if you think about the practicality of this, these men left everything they knew, their way of life, their relationships, their livelihood, to follow Christ immediately. He gave us this example, these imperfect, flawed human example of following him with abandon right? To just follow because he has called us. And St. Catherine of Siena has this beautiful quote, which I love. That's a little lengthy, but I'm going to read it to you guys because I think it's so beautiful. It says, oh, how sweet and glorious is the virtue of obedience, which contains all other virtues because it is born of charity and the rock of holy faith is founded. It is a queen and he who espouses it knows no evil, but only peace and rest. The tempestuous waves of evil cannot hurt him because he sails in your holy will, O my God. He has no wish which cannot be satisfied because of obedience. Makes him desire you alone, O Lord, who knows his desires and can and will fulfill them. Obedience navigates without fatigue and without danger comes into the port of salvation. O Jesus, I see that obedience conforms itself to you. I see it going with you into the little boat of the Holy Cross. Grant me then, O Lord, this holy obedience anointed with true humility. It is straightforward and without deceit. It brings with it the light of divine grace. Give me this hidden pearl, trampled underfoot by the world, which humbles itself to submit to creatures for the love of you. Oh my gosh, that was like fire. So let us be like James and John. Let us be like Simon and Andrew or Peter and Andrew. Let us come after Jesus. Let us hear him calling us. Whether we're sitting in the boat of a relaxing, um, joyful season or we're in the raging seas of a hard time. 
in the midst of deep struggle and deep suffering, Christ never stops calling us. He never stops calling you and he never stops calling me. And it is up to us whether we decide to respond, whether we decide to follow him in obedience, and whether we decide to carry along all the burdens of this life, the nets, the the boats, the relationships, or if we want to let go of all that hinders us from a um, intimate relationship with Christ in which we follow him and bring him to others. So let me um, close us in prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord, uh, thank you so much. This is just always a good reminder for me and for my heart. Um, what a gift your living word is for us. How much you want to speak to in our hearts in these truths in which you have breathed into your to your word, into your gospels. I ask that you can um, work within each of our hearts that we so that we can have our ears open to hearing you call. And that we won't let our fears and our insecurities or our prides or our egos get in the way. Be these heavy nets or these heavy boats that stop us from leaning into the call to follow you immediately. I pray that we may live in the hope of knowing the goodness that comes from following you even if it won't look perfect and we will fail and it will be hard. I just ask that you come and and bless every soul here so that we can have our ears open to your voice and that we may all be able to drop our nets and follow you at once. I ask this in your most perfect name, Jesus. Amen. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, my friends. Um, this is just a start of me trying to do this gospel thing. Who knows if and when I'll be able to keep doing this. But I just know I need it myself. And so why not share it with all my friends here? Um, I hope you all have a blessed week. I hope your year has been going well. Um, I hope you guys... Um, all have a good start to your um, 2023 and that we all we all can come closer to seeking God in all things no matter what um, life brings our way this year okay friends I hope you all have a blessed week and I can't wait to catch up with you soon God bless